This is Christ the King Sunday. It ends our liturgical year. Next Sunday will be the first Sunday of Advent. An interesting mixture of recognizing the waiting of the first Advent when the Messiah came into the world. Jesus came into the world to initiate the fullness of his kingdom. And at the same time looking for the second Advent, his return, in order to bring his kingdom into absolute and complete fruition. So this Sunday, in preparation of that, is Christ the King Sunday. Let's take a look at just what the kingship of Christ means. Napoleon is credited as having said, I know men, and I tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every other person in the world, there is no possible term of comparison. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires. But on what did we rest the creation of our genius? Upon force. Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. I might add that in each of the cases of Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and Napoleon, and in the cases of every king, prince, prefect, and potentate sense, the empires that they have founded have had clear boundaries. Kingdoms, countries, empires are all bits of the earth's surface lined off by imaginary lines. How do we know when we cross from one country into another? Particularly in Europe where the countries are so small that they're small enough to be states in the United States. Well, there is a line there. There is, excuse me, there is a sign there to tell you that you're preparing to cross an imaginary line. Sometimes there is a language difference, but not always. That would be a tip-off, but you wouldn't know because there was something distinct in the geography, simply because an imaginary line has been drawn. When the language isn't different, you don't even have that to tip you off. How do you know when I have crossed or you have crossed from Germany into Austria, for example? There's a sign to mark the imaginary line. How do you know when you cross from Wales to England to Scotland? Other than some difference in accents, which most Americans won't notice, there are signs there to mark the imaginary lines. Language different or not, nobody would ever know they've crossed from one country, one kingdom, one empire to the next if it were not for the signs that mark the imaginary lines. But we prize, we value, and we defend those imaginary lines. Remember the words of Napoleon, Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires But on what do we rest the creation of our genius? Upon force. Imaginary lines protected by 
real force. What else do we know about these kingdoms of this world? Well, they're temporary. Every last one of them. The country of France is shaped much much differently, and I'll say much smaller, than France was under Napoleon. The Frankish Empire under Charlemagne, well, it's been divided into multiple countries, France being just one of them. The Roman Empire of Caesar in no way exists anymore. And its former greatness, well, it's only recognized now in a few existing roads and ruins. This is not news. Anyone who has looked at old maps in history class can tell you that the imaginary lines of the kingdoms of the world are rather fluid and change frequently. Kingdoms of this world are temporary. Next, along with the kingdoms, the kings themselves are temporary. We began with the quote attributed to Napoleon. Now, Napoleon lived his life between 1769 and 1821. There were plenty of rulers of France before him and there have been many since him. He spoke of Alexander and of Charlemagne and of Caesar all in the past tense. They were both long dead and no longer exerting any influence. But when he spoke of Christ, who was executed by crucifixion on the 3rd of April in the year of our Lord, Anno Deum 33, Napoleon spoke in the present tense saying, I tell you that Christ is no mere man. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. With all of this in mind, we turn to our gospel text for today, where Pilate asks Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? The conversation goes back and forth just for a little bit, but finally, Jesus gave Pilate a slightly cryptic answer to the question. My kingdom is not of this world. And that was followed by, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. In this, he is saying, he is recognizing, he is drawing a distinction ever so obliquely to the reality that kingdoms of this world are defined by imaginary lines claiming just bits of the earth's surface. Kingdoms of this world must be defended by force. Kingdoms of this world are ruled by temporary kings because kingdoms of this world are at best temporary kingdoms. And Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom draws no imaginary lines claiming just a small bit of the earth's surface. My kingdom requires no force in its defense. My kingdom is ruled by King Eternal. Because my kingdom is the kingdom of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, world without end. Amen. He could have gone on to say, I will be crowned in your attempt to crucify me. I will be enthroned when you place me 
in the tomb. Pilate, governor, servant of Caesar, you shall die and be no more and your power will be gone. Caesar, the one you serve, shall die and be no more and his power will be gone. But when I am put to death, you will see that I live forever. And in 1800 years, the man considered the most powerful man on the face of this world's surface will confess that I am more powerful than he. You see, Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is the world and everything it contains. My kingdom is the heavens above and all your eyes can see. My kingdom has no lines and has no limitation. Everything that is, is my kingdom. And now today, this day, which we set aside to celebrate the kingship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2,015 years after his execution, burial, and resurrection, we are called to serve him. St. Ignatius of Loyola encourages us to see Christ our Lord, King Eternal, and before him, the entire world, which and each one, that being us, he calls and says, It is my will to conquer all the enemies of the world, defeating the power of sin and the destruction it causes. And so to enter into the glory of my Father. Therefore, whoever would be like, would like to come with me is to labor with me, that following me in the pain, they may also follow me in the glory. The only question left is, will you answer the call of Christ the King? Amen.